Welcome to Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Okay, so Bezras Hashem, we're continuing with our weekly shear on the Parsha and recovery and recovery in the Parsha with the Light Revealed. And what we're going to talk about a little bit today is the secret of Dan. Now, at the end of days, at the end of Yaakov's days, which is a, a symbol of what Yaakov wanted to reveal to each and every one of us, which is the secret of redemption in our lives, the secret of the ability to move forward, the secret of the ability to understand when the difficult time will end, and with the absolute certainty of when the good will come about. With that secret, armed with the knowledge of when redemption is going to arrive, and whatever redemption means for each and every person in their own experiences and on the collective level, Yaakov Avinu wanted to give that over. Yaakov Avinu wanted to completely give that secret over to the Jewish people because the exile is long and the exile is hard and the not knowing is what makes it so impossible. And we know that Mashiach is going to come and reveal how everything is ultimately transformed in an instant and all of the difficulty is going to be revealed to be absolute clarity and have been part and parcel of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's unity all along. But the durational pause, the distance between the process of experiencing that difficulty and the knowledge of when that difficulty will end, which is what the Baal Shem Tov asked Mashiach, asimar, when are you going to arrive? When is it going to stop? When is it going to stop already? When is the difficulty, when is the bitterness going to stop already? That urgency that led the Baal Shem Tov to ask such a question, when are you going to arrive, is the same urgency that a person feels when they're going through a difficult point and they want to know when the ending is going to be and what the ending is going to be and how the ending is going to be. And if only I knew how, what, and when, and where the ending is going to be, and I was assured that ending, then I would be able to tolerate the difficult process of it because at least I know when the end is going to be. And that's what Yaakov Avinu wanted to naturally give over to his children. A father or parent wants to help their children process this world in all of its intensity and all of its fierceness and all of its pleasantness and all of its grace and all of the different ways that a person experiences this world. But the tools that we want to give over, the tools that we hope to have received, the tools that we give to ourselves are the tools of comfort, the comforting thoughts. And Yaakov Avinu wanted to give this to his children. And what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is he takes it away. <clears throat> Kaddish Baruch Hu seemingly takes it away, and he takes away that knowledge of the end to the degree that he orients his children to the fact that I want to give you the end. I know the necessity of endings. I know how difficult it is to go through the process without knowing when the light is going to emerge. Because if you don't know when the light is going to emerge, then that kernel of doubt as to whether the light is going to emerge continues to seep into one's mind, God forbid. And what Yaakov Avinu wanted to give was the certainty that no, 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 the end is going to arrive. But ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want Yaakov to give us that secret of knowing that the end was going to arrive, because the way that we know that the end is going to arrive is because we continue to believe that the end is going to arrive. Yaakov Avinu did convey the end. Yaakov Avinu did ultimately convey the secret comforting voice that gives comfort to the dry bones at the heart of 
of any struggle or any process prior to the knowledge of when the ending is. The very fact that we don't know what the ending is and when the ending is going to be, yet we yearn for it. And with the knowledge that it's going to be, we have a deep desire to convey it just like Yaakov Avinu did. But in the end, there's not anything practical that can be conveyed. The mere act of conveying it to ourselves, of comforting ourselves, of continuing to hope for and yearn for an ending for a good ending, for Mashiach Tzidkenu, for redemption of the moment, for the recovery of the moment, and all of the good things that a person wants, that emuna is what creates the opening, the gate of each and every moment to be ripe for the arrival of the redemption, to be ripe for the arrival of elevating it back up to a place of clarity and taking this moment of not knowing, which causes me the pain to transform into suffering, to to lean into the path of acceptance and to lean into the path of, in spite of the fact that I don't have the actual end in front of me, nevertheless, my desire towards the end and the knowledge that the end was being conveyed, but it can't fully be conveyed, instead of assuming that if it wasn't fully conveyed, it must not have been conveyed, to perhaps reorient ourselves to the fact that no, it was fully conveyed, but it was conveyed in the way that it can't be fully conveyed. That is what is being conveyed. What's being conveyed is the fact that we can't truly convey to ourselves or to another person what it is that our entire world rests upon, that Nakuda Pnimis that Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal, that Nakuda of the Lave, because ultimately the secret is that each person has to come to it on their own, each person has to come to believe in it, and then retroactively understand how the whole process of trying to come to find that secret place in the heart where I know the ending, and I know the ending is going to be good, and I can say, like Rabbi Nachman said, that I am victorious and I will be victorious, I have completed and I will complete. Usually when we complete or we're victorious, there's nothing left to be completed or there's nothing left to be victorious over. But as Rabbi Nachman so often taught us and what we know about ourselves is that even when I think I complete something, there's going to come a moment where I realize that it's still completely incomplete or there's so many more incomplete things that need to be completed. Or when I'm victorious over something, I'm going to come to find that I wasn't truly victorious over something and that there's so many more elements that I need to be victorious over. And in that place, we have the courage to say, I have completed and I will complete. Even though I don't know the ending, I know that there will be the ability of an ending wherever I so choose. And that's the secret of Yaakov not conveying any actual ending to the difficulty, but rather creating this open-ended space of we're in charge of when the ending is, with the knowledge of when the ending is, when the knowledge of that there is a goodness that will come about from this difficult moment, from this process, from this inner or outer process, that itself is what draws the light of redemption and the hope of redemption into the moment itself. And there's another element. There's another element. Instead of Yaakov Avinu revealing the end, when the difficulty ends, when the suffering ends, he revealed the particular blessings for each and every son, for each and every shevet, for each and every child. That one can read the narrative of the Parsha, not only as Yaakov Avinu wanted to convey the end, but he wasn't capable of conveying the end, and then he gave up. But rather, Yaakov Avinu wanted to convey the end. He wanted to convey the secret of knowing that each and every part of a person's struggle in this world is leading to a purpose, which is is the purpose of all purposes, that which will validate the process, which will allow me to illuminate the difficult process with a sense of calmness and purpose and meaning and, and ultimately the possibility of joy at the heart of it. And so Yaakov Avinu was not going to give up on that. Fine, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took away the fixed point of a future that would alleviate the anxiety of the present, which is running away from a scary past. But 
Hashem took that away from Yaakov, but ultimately Yaakov wanted to still, like a good father, he wanted to continue to give over the healing salve of, of redemption to his children. So what Yaakov Avinu does next is he gives particular blessings, and hidden within these particular blessings is the very essence, as the tzaddikim point out, the very essence of each and every archetype of Jewish spirit, each and every archetype of Jewish soul, and how we're going to process things, how we're going to encounter the different cognitive distortions and the different strengths of character that we can use to cover over the deficiencies of character. Each and every person has a particular deficiency that is their own, and each and every person has a particular strength that is their own. And as the tzaddikim point out, the two are fundamentally inherently connected because it is specifically where I find myself struggling the most, where I have the capacity of revealing my greatest strength. And that's what these brachos are. That's the nature of a bracha for the previous generation, for wisdom to draw down upon its reservoirs from whence it comes, to draw it down to a future place. And these brachos are, are fundamental to the 12 parts of each self, to the 12 steps of each self, to the 12 madrigos on each level, to the 12 shvatim, to the 12 gates that lead to Yerushalayim through all of the twelveness of things, which is a preparatory stage to receive the bracha properly. One soul <clears throat> that I want to look at is Dan, and this is a, a quick thought, but ultimately Dan, the nature of Dan, Dan is the lowest of the Shvatim. Dan is the lowest, most despised of the Shvatim. Dan is the last of the traveling encampment of Klai Yisrael. Dan are those who are kicked out of the protective cloud in the desert. Dan are those who carried their Avodazara with them out of Mitzrayim. Dan are those souls that struggle with habits and habituated types of experiences and are seemingly incapable of wanting to remove themselves out of it. Dan is that absolute sense of din, of adnus, of a presence in this world and judging things left, right, and center. Dan is the birthplace, on the other hand, of those who are at the very edge of the encampment, those who have been kicked out, they also have a wisdom that is unavailable to those who continue to exist within the Anane HaKavod. That as a result of Dan being the lowest, Dan also has the capacity to reveal a power that would be inaccessible to anybody but somebody willing to have the self-abandonment to enter into this mindset, into this space. Dan is the capacity of returning lost objects. Dan is ma'asif l'cholamachanos. Dan are, are those souls that in spite of being kicked out, in spite of feeling pushed away, in spite of feeling the difficulty, are willing to utilize the difficulty for their betterment, and not only for their betterment, for the betterment of others. To retrieve lost objects, to teach the secret of change, to teach the secret, to teach the secret of redeeming din, of being mahapechdinim, of taking difficulty and transforming it into what? Into the secret of redemption. And how is that done? By donning it. As Rabbi Nachman says, a person has to judge themselves and judge their experiences. We have to have eyes of of wisdom eyes of wisdom to, to deafen ourselves, like Hushim Bandan, not willing to hear all of the negative self-talk, but to deafen ourselves. It's only Hushim Bandan, the deafness of Dan, the unwillingness to listen to that loud voice of Rome and that noise in our own minds that is able to kill Esav without listening to any of the reasoning. That Dan has the koach of placing an end where an end belongs. That's the power of Shimshon. Shimshon Hagibor understood what needed to be done. Shimshon Hagibor understood the need to move beyond the natural barriers of self that would seemingly allow my behavior or my functioning to be valued in the eyes of others, but a willingness to descend down, down, down into different processes for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light. Those souls that are willing to go that difficult path of being kicked out of the Anan, of struggling, to reveal that the struggle itself is part of the process. And here I've carried the lost objects for you. I've been carrying the burden. That's the secret of Dan. And we are a generation of Dan. 
Dan Rashi already points out, based on the Pasuk, is connected inherently to Yehuda and to David HaMelech. The Mishkan is built through David and Yehuda. Because Dan and Yehuda, this secret of those lowly souls, those despondent souls, those impoverished souls who are in a topsy-turvy space of changes, of being Dan on everything, judging things this way or that way, having an overpresence of thought in the mind and an obsession with thinking and an obsession with reflection and post-reflection and pre-reflection to the degree that it can deafen a person. In that place, Shimshana Gibor comes out from, in that place, the ore of Mashiach comes out from, the possibility of taking lost objects and returning them of taking difficulty and revealing the end inherent within difficulty itself. The entire experience of Dan is the battle with the Nachash on the path. It's prior to Mashiach's arrival. Dan is the one teaching us because we are Dan. We're the ones teaching ourselves how we traverse through the difficult burdens of self and the pathways of, of the nation in order to arrive at the destination, in order to arrive at Mashiach Tzidkenu, in order to arrive at the redemption of the moment and the collective redemption itself. This is the secret of Dan. This is the secret of wandering, of nov and nad yeh ba'aretz, danis osios nad, those souls who wander in and out of the anane hakavod, picking up lost objects, fundamentally aware of the nature of lost things, fundamentally aware of the fact that things fall apart, but nevertheless willing to fall apart with those things to reveal the light of aura in sof, that's koil basoicham, like shimshon hagibor. The light of Shimshon Agibor is the light that there is never any place that a person can find themselves that is irredeemable. A person can always, always, always uncover the light of goodness that exists in that place. There is always a lost object to be retrieved in that place. That's the secret of Shimshon Agibor. That's the secret of hope. The secret of hope, which is hoping towards the future. That is the secret that Yaakov Avinu gave over to his children. Instead of knowing the future, Yaakov Avinu gave us the ability to hope towards the future. Hashem. Hashem, as the Pasuk says with regards to Dan himself, that I yearn for your salvation. The Ramchal teaches us that the secret of Kivoy is the secret of redemption. That it's not that, oh, I don't know the absolute redemption, therefore, secondarily, I get to hope for redemption. What Yaakov Avinu taught us is that the yearning for redemption is the Gantz redemption itself, that's the aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef that is necessary in order to bring about that which only HaKadosh Baruch Hu could bring about. We are the ones who are able to extricate ourselves and find redemption within ourselves by hoping towards it. Hashem. That's the blessing of Yaakov Avinu not being able to convey to us exactly when Mashiach Tzidkenu is going to come, exactly a Messiah Ka'asimar, because had we known, then we wouldn't hope for it. Then we would wait for it then we would wait. But waiting is a fundamental piece, but there's also inherent within the need for of waiting. There also has to be an element of of hoping. And ultimately, as the Rebbe Rashad points out, hoping and waiting are inherently the very same thing. It's what every ounce of recovery life is about. Tshuva is about waiting. I am prepared to be. That is the light of Dan. That is the light of Hashem. Ah, I think that's going to be redemption. Yaakov Avinu was excited about the redemption of Shimshon. Then he came to realize that, okay, it's not, but that doesn't mean that the true redemption is not just around the corner. That's the light of Shimshon, the ability to feel redemption over and over and over again, to always ensure that we're finding the lost objects of ourselves and of others, to do chasadim, to alleviate the burden by illuminating the path so that the process of thinking and the process of feeling in this world doesn't have to be so severe but rather it could be filled with the light of hope it could be filled with the light of tzipia and that's the secret of Dan that's the secret of our generation and that's the secret of how someone who's identifying with the light of Dan which is very much the light of Purim it's the light of the 54 times that Haman's name Yimach Shemo V'zichro is hidden in the Megillah and the 54 words of Al-Hanisim and the secret of Anahapichu and the secret of returning lost objects 
and the secret of the intoxication that is far beyond any substance, but rather it's the intoxication of self with self, because the innermost point of self is that dan yadin, that nekuda pnimis of the shechina hakadosha, of the chelak aloykai mimal mamish, that secret of the redemption that is inherent within each and every moment, that every every available experience in this world, that's the secret of dan. And through the secret of Dan, we could uncover the secret of Shimshon, our willingness to be mitgaber over any mania, any prevention along the path of our process, of our moving forward towards the destination. And Ezra Sashem, we should be zoicha to overcome every burden upon the path and to live with that secret of retrieving lost objects and knowing that there's nothing that's absolutely lost and there's always something that needs to be retrieved. To return the trace back to its original, to bring creation back to its infinite place, to bring the struggle back into a place of calmness and serenity and acceptance. Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family. Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nasanian. And our music is by Zushio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us and Rev. Joey at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org, or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.